don't hide in your vault because Fallout 3 is a blast. <laughs> uh, that was a, a shallot pun from Char Aznable, and uh, that, was, that was not Aaron Lindy, but it's good enough. I liked it. I thought it was quite good. Hello, Jeffrey Cantler. Hi. Hello, Simit Sarkar. My crunch bar is all gone. Hello, Jim Sterling. It's too many games. God damn it. You are. Amen. Uh, and, and thank you, as always, Adam Dork, the beautiful Adam Dork, for recording. Um, so, jumping right into Games of the Week, Jim, how are you dealing with it? It's far too many. Everywhere I look, there's video games. And they want to be played. And I only have four hours in a day where I can sit down and play video games. And I've got to split those four hours between Saints Row 2, Dead Space, and Fable 2. It's not possible. I've looked into it. Are, are, so you, are things going to get worse as the, the weeks progress? Are you going to find yourself still getting Fallout 3 and Left 4 Dead and all these things, or are you going to hold off on those? I'm terrible. I can't, I can't just hold off. Even if, I, even if it means ho- having the game and keeping it for months, I will waste the money. Um, I had Prince of Persia Warrior within. I got it for Christmas. I started playing it in March. <laughs> Back in the not not this year that would be stupid, um, but yeah that's that's insane. It's, it, it's um, difficult, especially Saints Row Two and Fable Two, which are obviously very huge games. Mm-hmm. So I'm about two percent into each of them, and I don't imagine I'll be getting into double figures of that percentage before the end of the week. Are you like? Capable of enjoying them when playing in such small increments? It's difficult. Um, I'm certainly doing my best. Um, it's difficult to get a, a grip on anything. I mean, I've had Fable 2 and Saints Row 2 for a couple of days. And I can't even tell you whether I like them or not yet. <laughs> um, I think I do. I'm certainly enjoying it. Although I think there's something wrong with me because... In both games, my male main character is wearing a corset. <laughs> I think that's something right. I'd like to think so. And they both in real mate. life. God, what I would not get for that. If Sing Sterling had been Sing Sterling, but with a corset. <laughs> I think it's the only th- way that could have been any better, to be completely honest. But Topher, what about you? It's- um, I've been playing Kimi no Yusha on DS, which is a cute and typical Japanese RPG. And um, I've been playing Portal Still Alive. Well, I played that for about an hour, and then I replayed Portal because I was so dissatisfied with Still Alive. How so? It's very short. Is it? How is it different from Portal? Did you play it? Have you played it yet? I haven't played Still Alive. No, I didn't. I didn't. No. It's just new maps. Like, there's no more story. GLaDOS isn't heard at all through the whole thing. Um, it's just basically new puzzles for 15 bucks. So, so it's a downer. You'll, fin- you'll, you'll finish it in about an hour and then be left wanting more Portal. So I replayed Portal. 
listed developer commentary on. I feel like I got my money's worth. Did any of you guys play uh, Portal Prelude? No. Nope. Keep it that way. <laughs> they made a big deal out of it before it was out because the guy had done a really, really good job of not telling anybody he was making it until like a week before he was done. And it was like, this is about what the Aperture Science Center is like before GLaDOS shows up. And as it turns out, that's a really fucking boring time to be in Aperture Science. And the puzzles are horrendous. It's like, it, I don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it's, it's, just, it's just too fucking hard because it thinks that, that uh, instead of making interesting, challenging puzzles that are mentally challenging, it makes it so that like, you can't possibly make any of the jumps unless you're making sure you're crouching and pressing in direction at the exact right time and hitting the portal at the exact right angle. That's bullshit. It's completely bullshit, yeah. So just look up on YouTube if you really want to see what it looks like when Gladys gets activated, although it's exactly no, what you would I'm expect. I'm not interested, no. Yeah. You've ruined it for me. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm not being sarcastic. No, really, thank you. No, I don't. I, then you're really, really welcome, truly. Submit? Um, yeah, so I, as I explained um, in my uh, blurb in Jim's Games of the Week post, um, I, I got promoted to the first line of the New York Rangers in NHL 9, which is awesome, um, because I've been averaging, like, I don't know, more than a goal a game, so... Um, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, I also played the Resistance 2 beta on Saturday night. Um, for, I only played three rounds of the, uh, um, what do you call it, competitive multiplayer. I played a 40-player death, uh, team deathmatch in Chicago. And after those three rounds, I changed my PlayStation 3 comment to R2 beta is the tits, because it is. Um, so that game just jumped up on my, uh, you know, want to buy list for this season. So, so how do, how does how does forty player multiplayer work? I mean, how how is it not an orgy of chaos and confusion? Well, it, there was forty player multiplayer in, in the original, and it's um, there's up to sixty in this game, as Adam is telling me. Um, it's 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 based on the maps, so like. Or California, which is the Redwood level that you've seen in screenshots, or you may have seen in the screenshots, is a bigger one. And the, but the way they they do it is they um, uh, Insomniac has done a a really good job of sort of making sure that you you don't that it isn't mass chaos. Um, they they've split they they split up the team into sort of these little squads, so you have these very um, intimate sort of pitched battles um, and in the cooperative mode I mean I again I haven't played it myself but what I've heard is that there are sort of um, objectives for your uh, squad to take care of and then you know you fight this other squad and there's like kind of rivalries and whatnot that arise um, but yeah it doesn't um, devolve into you know you dying every three seconds because there are you know 30 people trying to kill you mm-hmm. That's that's but, cool. Yeah, it's really really good. I definitely recommend it. Um, I mean, obviously, if you have the beta, you're probably playing it. But yeah, that and um, yeah, pretty much that in NHL Nine. Not much else. I mean, I, I don't have any money for any of the new games that are coming out yet. Um, so I don't I don't know I don't know. That was I, a, I don't even that was a very nefarious sounding yet. Like you were gonna go out and like stab a grandmother or something like that. Like you said that <laughs> yet while like templing your hair. Or- Steepling your hands and sort of 
Oh no, I, I meant yet because um, my birthday is pretty soon, um, and then um, you know Christmas isn't much further um, away from, or isn't much later after that. But yeah, um, I don't know. We'll see. I, 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 there's no. I can't possibly afford all the games that I want to buy. It's sad. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, I've been playing. I have I have nothing but free time because my college classes are a joke and I'm a slacker and I don't have a job. So I've been playing all the games that that uh, I should, by all accounts, being as old as I am, not have time for. But I do, and I still haven't finished Saints Row Two because after I got to the end of Fable Two for the first time, I chose an ending that made me want to go through it for a second time to see what the under- other ending was. And uh, Fable Two's given me a lot to think about in terms of. Uh, eliciting emotion out of a player, which is kind of weird because it does so in like the cheapest, most obvious ways you could possibly think of. But even even like it being as cheap and as obvious and as sort of lowest common denominator as it is in terms of making you feel something, we still don't get that from like ninety eight percent of games. So it's weird to sort of latch onto that and feel something. Like when it, we we got to the end, I was playing with uh, my girlfriend. And I looked over and I was like, ah, movies can be better, or games can be better than movies. And then five minutes after I said that, I stopped and realized that I had felt more for this really shittily composed, very, very simplistic, very uh, sort of, it's not hackneyed, but it's, 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 it's an easy, cheap way to tug on the heartstrings. I still felt more toward that just by the sheer fact that I was playing something rather than watching it than I had toward, you know, a, a much better, more artistic, more intelligent movie that I wasn't playing i don't know why i went into the ba- that big spiel but it's just something i've been thinking about for no reason reader questions this entire episode is going to be reader questions nothing but reader questions yay because nothing fucking happened this week because well i'm sure things did happen but i don't care about them stuff happened what's what happened? Stuff happened the dragon ball z movie got a review and apparently it's not too bad yes this is video game news. Somehow, at least according to the video game blogs that are reporting it. I'm speechless. Did I we can't remember that? where... I, no, we didn't. I, I fucking smacked yeah. whoever did. <laughs> um, I'm not going to name-check any of the blogs that I may or may not have seen that on. Um, although I'm sure you could guess. But, it, Jesus... Is that what is that what we're reduced to now? The news is so so crap that we have to. I tried. I was trying to think of a clever word, and then <laughs> I just said crap. Um, it works too. I do apologise. <laughs> My apathy not, level is over nine thousand. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> well played. Rimshot. Um, but we just—it's got to that stage that we're now reporting on. Things that games have been based on. So, next week, I shall be reviewing every episode of 24 on Destructoid. Do you think that sort and of reporting is based out of, like, like boredom and, and desperateness? Or, like, because they think that since it's geeky, and since video games are stereotypically geeky, then the audience will love it no matter what? Like, has... Because I, I, I haven't seen these stories on other sites because I don't go to other sites, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if the, the reader response has been positive or negative. Yeah, I, I didn't really... I mean, I just... I just saw the headline in, um, in my RSS feeds. Face palms and then carried on about my day. 
but it's like when um, when Heath Ledger died, one of the top ten headlines on GameTab was Heath Ledger is dead. And I didn't realise Heath Ledger was a video game. But apparently he was. And got a cancellation or something. <laughs> because I see no other reason why he should be, you know, in the top ten and the game to have headlines. I don't know how the how they sort of justify it in their heads, but whatever. Brings me back to the days of uh, or the day, I guess, when uh, World Famous put that post up saying Ding Dong, Saddam is dead. <laughs> yeah, now go Blake. And I think that still has the most comments of anything. Very few of which are, why is this being posted on a video game site, oddly enough. I, some people mention that, I, I think. Yeah, but not, it was like, five, it was like God, it was so many comments. <laughs> Thinking back to that time, it's just like having a Vietnam flashback of the stupidity of it all. Indeed. Um, oh, God, he was on some show or something like that and I forgot to call in and say the line that I'd been practicing for like a week which is like on a scale of 1 to 10 how old is your current girlfriend and I fucking forgot to call in and say that so now I, have to, <laughs> I have to carry that around and I know where to put it oh that's brilliant <laughs> our first um, reader question listener question whatever is from Pyroph P-Y-R-O-P-H and he says, uh, an unusual question. I've never actually even thought about this, but what are your favorite video game noises and or sound effects? His is a Silent Hills interaction sound, whatever you use, something a little boom. Um, I don't know. S- sound for me is like one of those things that like I will never be able to call it to memory immediately, but if I hear it, then it like brings back f- a flood of, uh, of, of memories and emotions for some reason. I don't know. Topher, what do you think? Because, I, I mean, Chad, when he was talking about Mega Man 9, when he found out that they had the disappearing reappointing platforms, his first comment was, <clears throat> I hope they have that awesome boop sound or whatever the hell that is. Yeah, the is. sound of that. Um, every sound in Katamari Damashi. <laughs> Everything. Especially when it gets big enough that you're picking up cars and people are screaming and there's just chaos. <laughs> um, that's always fun. Um, that's a good question. Yeah. I had another one, but I don't remember what it is now. So fuck off. What about you, Samet? Is it the sound of a of a puck hitting a net? The slap, <laughs> the knuckle puck. Uh, hmm. Does our UAV is online count as a sound effect? Yeah, no, that does. That does. Awesome. That's that's always a fun one. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think of um, uh, particular sound effects from from games. I'm not really being being. Um, able to recall anything in particular. Um, I mean, I certainly like in terms of just music. Obviously, there's a ton. Um, I, I still have the menu music for NHL '95 stuck in my head. I could hum that any day. But um, I don't know. I don't know about sound effects. Um, no. I have another one. Um, you ever throw a turret through the um, Emancipation Field in Portal? Uh oh yeah, when that evaporates. <laughs> That's a great sound. <laughs> Jim, anything? Um, I guess the typical pathetic, beaten housewife Sega fanboy that I am, and just go for um, the Sonic ring noise. 
which is nice and nostalgic and predictable and pathetic. Oh. Uh, one I do like, one well, one that seems to have gained cult popularity. I mean, it's te- it technically might be a voice acting thing, so I don't know if it could be classified as a sound effect, but it's got a kind of cult appeal within my circle of associates. Ocarina of Time, um, when Adult Link falls from a very high place and goes, it amuses me anyway. Um, so there's that. I just had one, but I can't remember. I'm sorry. My sister's oh. favorite uh, sound effect, or at least one she repeats to me consistently, is uh, I can't remember. I, it, whenever it Luke's, or Luke, my God, when Link swings with a sword, He'll go like hop hop, and the last one he'll go skank, but it sounds like he's saying skank, like as in ho. <laughs> My sister goes nuts for that for some fucking reason. Oh. Sometimes be like skank, and uh, it's it's funny you mention that. My friends, um, my friends and I always uh, when we were playing uh, Smash Brothers, we always used to say Captain Falcon was saying, "Show me your boobs," <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's Isn't it's. That- I'm sorry. You see, that's what a normal—that's what a normal person would would imagine. Mm-hmm. And yet, to amuse myself, randomly when no one's around, I will go show your hooves. <laughs> and, <laughs> and just for that kind of just that's demonstrates that I'm not. I want to be normal like you. I want to think about boobs. <laughs> <laughs> not cloven feet. <laughs> Then you wouldn't be the gym we all know and love. Yeah, but speaking but, of um, it's oh sorry, dude. Um, no, 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 no. I was going to make some reference to kosherness, but carry on. Uh, no, I was just going to say it's fu- it's funny you mentioned up or the uh, the Sonic ring noise because I was watching the uh, Sonic Unleashed trail that you put up and like when he's collecting the rings, it got called me crazy. But it seemed like it was the noise from the old Sonic games where. Sonic hits mm. something and loses all of his rings, and I was like, "Why is yeah, that yeah. the ring collecting noise?" That's an accident. That has I've um, it certainly wasn't in the build I played. It was normal, and in every other trailer, it's normal. So I'm assuming that's just a mistake for that trailer because I've quite a few people picked up on it and seemed outraged that um, <laughs> it had happened. But I think it's just a mistake in the trailer. Okay. I'm 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 not sure if if this is just and this is going to sound like I'm making it up or like I'm insane, but I'm I'm 100% truthful here, and I'm curious if anybody if anybody listening can can uh, relate to this, please do let us know in the comments or through email or something. But at my gas station, uh, they have a, a a newfangled cash register that's on a computer computer system, and when they f- complete a transaction, it plays a little noise, let you know the transaction is done, and that noise is the sonic ring noise. It's not like the sonic ring noise. It's not similar to the sonic ring noise. It is the sonic ring noise, and I I just don't understand how that happens or why. If it's that's normal, or the guy who owns the gas station is secretly a big Sonic fan, but it's just awesome that every time I pay them twenty bucks, then I fucking hear Sonic getting a ring. Although maybe it's not kind of awesome because I get the image of a blue hedgehog literally grabbing my money and scorfing it down. <laughs> 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 and you, and you, you wouldn't go to that gas station again if that was the case. <laughs> Your money feeding hungry hedgehogs coming into this country, taking our jobs. <laughs> we need to protect our hedgehog borders. 
Um, I'm I'm echoing. Goddamn bluebacks. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Happy Fun Love Time asks, uh, in terms of open world gameplay, would your ideal game be more fun oriented like Saints Row 2 or more realistic like GTA 4? Saints Row 2 versus GTA 4 is the essence of this question. And I know, Jim, that you haven't had a chance to play very long, but I mean, have you gotten to do any of the really wacky shit that Saints Row 2 asks you to do yet? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've. I've had some time with it. I played it before it was released. I was doing. Um, I was actually doing a review for IGN, uh, like a dirty corporate sellout cunt. Um, but the money was good, so fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was, and we did um, a lot of the multiplayer stuff, and they showed off a lot of, of stuff. Um, and I must admit, I mean, within like the first ten minutes of seeing the game, I was genuinely laughing. And that's something that Grand Theft Auto 4 has not... It didn't do. It wasn't a funny game. Uh, I mean, it had funny bits in it, but nothing that made me laugh, like genuinely laugh out loud. And Saints Row 2 has done that, and that goes a long way with me, because humour in video games so rarely works. And to see it working, especially because I really didn't like the first Saints Row. Mm-hmm. And I thought the writing was pathetic and childish and puerile. And it is still that in Saints Row 2, but it's actually all that and funny, which the first one wasn't. Um, so that's impressed me. Um, and then it's just like, you know, I've I've already been spraying buildings with shit. Yes. And, and uh, one of the multiplayer lobbies is set in a, if you don't know, listeners, it's in a gym. And there are, uh, like, big foam hands. And you can bitch slap people with the foam hands. And it's it's an instant death. And it sends them flying, like, <laughs> for miles. Like, ridiculous speeds and ridiculous height. It's fantastic. And, it's, you know, just, like, just, just hearing about it is funny. But to see it... And I'd say, for myself, anyway, um, I'm enjoying Saints Row 2 more than I did uh, GTA 4. I concur with that entirely. I mean, I have a problem, like, trying to, I guess, reconcile whether I respect a game. Because Saints Row 2, like, I, I'm not going to, you know, I mean, we're, I, I made that little video that's not really a review, but that's as close as I can come to actually reviewing it in a way that feels true to the game itself. Because it is the most willfully intentionally beautifully stupid game i have ever played in my life like it's the least pretentious game ever made maybe um and that's just so cool because it's it's you know the open world lends itself to all these things and when i talk to people who don't like the grand theft auto series they talk about how the for all the open worldness of it most of the level most of the missions aren't any more complicated than go this place, kill this guy. And sometimes they even make it even more linear by making you go to a specific building and go through lobbies and stuff like that, so you get the worst of both worlds. But like, but like since Saints Row is completely liberated from any sense of decency or legitimacy or having any themes or anything like that, it can have you go out and uh, basically yeah apply shit to, to, to buildings or jump off a, a balcony with a parachute that you literally didn't have three seconds ago just because it's kind of cool, and, and do all this ridiculous shit that the open-world format sort of deserves to be explored with. So I'm having infinitely more fun 
this, but I don't know if it's a better game, but I'm having infinitely more fucking fun yeah. with that. Oh, um, I, I would say, I mean, it's, fucking hell, with these sandbox games, they're all, as far as I'm concerned, technical shite holes, mm-hmm. essentially. You know, I don't think many open world games are particularly well made or refined. But out of the two, I'd say GTA 4 is technically the better game. But Saints Row 2 is easily my favourite of the two. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, uh, speaking with the developers, you can tell that they just kind of sat around the table, wrote on a big piece of paper everything that they thought was cool or funny, and then used everything on that paper and just put it all in. You know, you want a 1950s style UFO? Put it in. And they did. Mm-hmm. And. You can access that with a cheat, but the code was ridiculously long, and I could not memorize it when they put it in. Um, but it's really funny. It's like a proper like uh, B movie style UFO, and as it takes off, it's going. <laughs> it's uh, and you don't get that in GTA 4 because I mean I really respect what Rockstar did with it, um, where it's obvious that they went out of their way to make it as legitimate and mature and. Um, Ironically, not as uh, controversial as previous games, but it doesn't have a 1950s UFO that goes woo. So, Sanctuary Two wins. We've 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 talked about non-linear versus linear for storytelling in games before, and I mean everything that Saints Row Two versus GTA Four has sort of made me think about. Like, I'm. Do you think that a story like GTA Four's is by its nature more suited to Linear than non-linear, or is it a matter of just they didn't quite push non-linear to its the open world environment to its limits, and we one day see some sort of awesome, you know, private detective thing where you actually have to go around the city and it matters? And I don't know. Um, well, I mean, I obviously wrote that article a while back, um, basically saying that for, for most story-based games, linear is perfectly suited and superior. Um, but that's not to say that an open world game can't work. Um, But I don't think we've seen it quite yet. Uh, GTA 4 was very close, but it still suffered from just this lack of pacing that I think is very important to a good story. Uh, But that's just me. I mean, I'm sure some people thought that the the story was fantastic. Um, And it was very good, but I still... I think it's very possible that an open world game could have the kind of story... Like, you know, a kind of story like Half-Life 2. Uh, just get that obligatory mention out of the way now. <laughs> but, but, I, but I think it might be a while before we see it. Mm-hmm. Topher and Summit, do you have anything you wanted to... I haven't played Saints Row 2, so I can't really comment on that. But just as far as um, fun-oriented versus realistic, I'm going to use Crackdown as an example. And... As much as I really enjoyed GTA 4, it wasn't as fun as kicking a Mack truck down the street like a beach ball, or jumping the height of a building, or killing a guy by punching him in the knee, or you know all the other ridiculous things that you can do with Crackdown. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to go with fun. Submit. Yeah, I, I haven't played, um, you know, like not owning a 360, I haven't played Crackdown. Um, I didn't play the original Saints Row, and I haven't played Saints Row 2 either. Um... Was there not enough footballs in them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. 
Um, but uh, not enough I'd... pig skins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, but uh, I, I did really enjoy GTA 4, but um, I'm, I'm, I agree with you guys in that, like, like I, I beat GTA 4 and I saved right before the ending. Um, in two different slots, so I saw both endings. And I really have not felt compelled to go back whatsoever. Um, or in any way whatsoever. Um, I haven't... It hasn't seen the, the inside of my PS3 since I beat the game. Um, and while it was... Uh, like you said, you know, the, the I felt that the pacing wasn't really all that well done. Like, when you're just kind of in Queens, or whatever they called it, Dukes, I think it was the borough. Um, you know, there's a lot that you're doing that doesn't really mean much, or, or feel, it feels very plodding until you actually get to Manhattan or whatever. Um, and it, it was it was a good game, and it, the story was really well crafted. But I, I can I can see how people would definitely think that it wasn't nearly as fun as something else. Mm-hmm. Um, spe- speaking of flaws, Tubatic asks, flawed games can actually be a lot of fun, especially if no one points those flaws out to you. Things like bad like- camera, clipping, lame menu systems, etc. can be completely acceptable if someone doesn't point them out to you. Kind of redundant. Um, are there any games that you've played that you think you would have otherwise enjoyed had you, hot- not, had you not heard the hype or had previous knowledge of flaws? This is something that sort of... I don't know. Because... With with the, the reviews I do for Destructoid, most of them are not pre-launch. I've only got like one pre-launch thing, so I so, invariably read other reviews before I start on my reviews, and I, I have stopped doing that since because I'm definitely affected by what other people say flaws are, because I'm subconsciously looking for them. I'm wondering if you guys have that same problem, or if I'm just a weak, sort of insignificant person. I don't know. I can't really speak on flaws, but I can name a game that I would have enjoyed much more if it had not been for the hype, and that's Twilight Princess. Is it a positive hype or a negative hype? I was expecting this awesome, epic um, Link adventure. I mean, watching the trailers, and, you know, I watched the videos like you guys did before, you know, a year or whatever before the game was ever released, and uh, was not happy (laughs) with the end result. It was not what I was expecting, and I wish that I had not seen any of those trailers, or you know, read any of the articles about what the game was supposed to be. Do you think you would have liked it otherwise? It wasn't any of those things. I might have liked it more. I might not have liked it, but I would have liked it a lot more. I think had I not been expecting what they promised us. Mm-hmm. Submit. Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with them um, with Tubatic in, in the. This question because um, so I I hate I guess for you guys you say Half Life Two my obligatory mention is going to be NHL Nine every podcast that I'm on um, but uh, after playing NHL Nine for a while I happened to be on the um, EA forums and I was looking at these people just absolutely trashing the game you know saying oh EA doesn't fix their bugs they're just the same thing year after year um, and and all these little, they were, they were really sort of nitpicking. I felt, um, and I, I was really, and you know, some of them had valid complaints, um, certainly. But really, the, at least the way I feel, and um, uh, I was, I was talking to people who um, really like Fable Two, and they were saying, "Oh yeah, it's really buggy," but you know, it, they're 
not really enough to take away from the overall experience, and that's how I feel about NHL 09. So, there, I mean, there are some glitches, but really it's nearly impossible to root out all kind of glitches, um, and it's difficult, also, especially in the sports game, um, because, you know, you have a shrunken development cycle. But has um, the mention of those flaws in the forum made you more perceptive to sort of seeing them and being a little bit yeah. more enabled by them? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's they, there's sort of, they, they talk about a, um, a glitch goal, and um, yeah, it's it's like if you, uh, you you come in and you, like if you're a righty and you come in from the right side of the goalie and then you kind of sweep across the net really close to the goalie, he'll, there, there's a really split second part where he'll go down like you're going to go towards the center of the ice, and then you can just sort of backhand it into a much more open net. Um so I've noticed that now, and I kind of exploit that when I'm scoring. But um, again, if you hadn't if, if I hadn't seen that, I would not have wouldn't have even known about it. Um, I have another friend, one of my good friends, uh, who got Guitar Hero World Tour over the weekend, and like you know, we posted today. There's been all kinds of problems with um, like IGN gave it a 7.9, and people have talked about problems with the uh, peripherals. But I played it at his house, and I was telling him, I'm like, oh, haven't you read about these problems? He's like, um, no, I'm just having a really good time playing the game. Thanks for ruining it, asshole. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I, I definitely agree. What do you think, Jim? Uh, I think the opinion can be coloured if you spend a lot of time reading other people's opinions. Uh, there's this, I've got this game somewhere um, for my PSP, which is an odd sentence to say. <laughs> game for my PSP, but I have. Um, it's plastic and everything, and it's called Astonishia Story, um, so you can tell it's a Japanese RPG, because it's a long word that ends with an A, followed by a variation, or the word story, and, and it's a made-up I love word. it, and it's yeah, a made-up word, Astonishia, <laughs> Rising, Fantasy, Chronically, Stupid. On Discovery. <laughs> yeah, on this. God, that gave me shite. <laughs> I'm sorry, go on. No, all I can think about is infinite undiscovery now. <laughs> Fucking, more like shit for no, bum shit fuckery. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> but yes, um, I've got this game, uh, Astonishing Story. It's a kind of tactical-ish... RPG, and I love it. Like, I really like it. I think the uh, Korean, I think it's Korean, Korean and Japanese. Oh, that sounds racist, like I can't tell the difference. <laughs> but either way, the, the translation to English is terrible, um, and the gameplay is very simple, but I really like it. And if I like a game, and I'm bored, you know, I'll check out, see what other people have been saying about it. And then I find out that the game is actually shit and I should hate it. And it really surprised me. Which shouldn't by now, considering how different my opinions seem to be from everyone else's. Mass Effect is shit. But I really didn't kind of... It kind of surprised, like, really shocked me. Um, and I don't know if I would have been... Um, well, I probably would never have picked the game up if I'd have read the opinions before I saw the, you know, before I just kind of impulse bought it. So, so you know, in that regard, 
I think I dodged a bullet there because I really like it. Um, as far as actually, um, you know, disliking a game more or picking up on its flaws more after reading about it, I don't know if I can think of a particular one, um, but I can think of the opposite. Um, when I had uh, Golden Axe Beast Rider to review, um, I read the guy the stuff by that um, Dave Halverson, who was really defending it and saying that if you um, if you score Beast Rider lower than a seven, you suck at video games, um, which was very odd for a, a so-called professional writer to do, but he did it. Uh, but what he actually pointed out, like how the combat works and how it's not a normal hack and slasher. Um, and if you go into the game expecting that, then you'll be very disappointed. So he actually prepared me for that, and then when I played it, I approached it with a mind to what the game was actually trying to do, and could see the merit in that, and then I added that into the, rev the review, and I don't think that's something I would have done had that not been pointed out. Um, but I still gave the game a 5, so fuck it. Yeah, you suck at video games. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm terrible. <laughs> um, Pendleton21 asks, Why exactly do publishers feel the need to put a goddamn zombie in every video game? <laughs> Saints Row 2, GTA 4, Call of Duty World at War, all these big games have unnecessary zombie iterations within the game. Is this a trend you'd like to see continue, or are companies becoming as mindless as the game modes they're creating? Nicely put. Um, I like zombies. So you don't mind? No. I like zombies. I have nothing against zombies. Jim? Uh, I think the only problem at the moment is it's all come at once. Mm -hmm. That's the pro that's the only problem. I mean, I love zombies. Who doesn't? Freaks don't like zombies. This is true. Like, actual <laughs> perverts don't like zombies. But you've got St. Trace 2 coming out with its zombie game, which is... Um, on the review day, I sort of accidentally discovered it and was really happy. Uh, but that kind of surprise hidden zombie mode becomes less exciting if it's in everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew about the um, the zombies in World at War uh, beforehand because um, it was the beans were spilled by not um the excitement kind of wears off when you hear it all the time. And when you, let's face it, it's not that saturated at the moment. If we ignore the games that are actually about zombies um, and focus on like the zombie modes, so at the moment all I can think of is uh, Saints Row 2 and World at War. Um, but it's the fact that they're very close together makes it look like, oh my god, zombies are in everything. And Grand Theft Auto and 4. And they're right? not. Um, oh, yes, and Grand Theft Auto 4 as well. Um, but when you think about it, I mean, there really aren't that many games about zombies. Not as many as you'd think. And of that, there are not many that are very good. Um, I mean, if you think about it, it took, like, what, well over 20 years for a game like Dead Rising to come out. And you'd think that a game like Dead Rising would have come out you know, years and years ago. But it's just, it's strange how it took, like, the, what are we, the seventh generation now before we actually saw 
a whole bunch of zombies in a mall. Um, and that kind of just sort of zombie hack and slash stuff is, I at least I always thought it was surprisingly undermined. It was something that I don't think developers had tapped as often as you'd think they would have. Um, so the fact that they're all doing it now, I'd just say more than anything, it's a bit late, surprisingly late, that we're seeing all this sort of just proper zombie stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't say Resident Evil was ever proper zombie stuff because it was very, it wasn't what you expect from a zombie thing. Um, but now I'm, I'm doing that thing where it's late and I ramble, but. Whatever, just just take all the words that I've said and jumble them into something that sounds good and makes sense, <laughs> and then you've got your answer. Done and done. Ponan O'Brien asks, "What's the worst games you guys? What's the worst game you guys ever owned?" For me, it's a tie between Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde for the NES and Machine Head for the PSX. No bullshit answers like Mass Effect or Assassin's Creed. I'm talking about those games. That have a bullshit answer. I don't think it's a bullshit answer. I do not. Assassin's Creed is a piece of fucking shit. For me, it's a tie between Assassin's Creed and Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> I call bullshit, Topher. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's got to be Mass Effect. <laughs> I do own the 24 game. That's probably the worst game I own. Ooh. Is it got to be games that we actually currently own? Or uh, have owned? Uh, because if I own a game and it's shit, I get rid of it. Mm-hmm. He said never <laughs> owned. So at one, I guess if at yeah. one point you owned it, yeah. Because I just owned a Golden X Beast Rider, and then I got rid of it for twenty five quid, and that's twenty five quid of pure profit. Don't tell anyone that I said that. That's just between me and the several thousand listeners. But that was awesome. <laughs> oh whatever! Sega got their fucking review. They cuts off. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Isn't it great when they send you both the PS3 and the 360 versions? I've never got that actually. Oh really? It's wonderful. <laughs> it's like double my money. Oh, Koei does that, but then Koei, I think Koei just grabs armfuls of stuff and just says, "Send it to the guy who gives us more than a five out of ten every time." <laughs> um, what was I saying? I hate when I do that. Selling Beast Rider. Yes, Beast... No, I didn't do that. Um, I part exchanged it for Dead Space. So not only did I profit in terms of money, but in terms of gameplay as well. (laughs) Win-win. Yeah, plus I already had a credit note for 14 quid. And they had one copy of Dead Space second-hand. So I've completely pissed in the game industry's face. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, spelt S-R-Y. Uh, a sad face. Uh, but I'm having a great time at the expense of Sega and DA. Awesome. I salute you. And I gave Beast Rider a 5 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Game again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just before Sonic Unleashed as well, and I really want that. <laughs> yeah, I um, <laughs> I uh, at Circuit City a, a few years ago, um, I picked up uh, 
True Crime New York City for the PS2 for like eight bucks or something. It was in the bargain bin. And I was like, I, I like New York City a lot. So <laughs> let's give it a shot. <laughs> and um, it's, it's not. It's not a good game. It's not a very, at all. Um, That's like wanting to get Bubsy the Bobcat because you're like, hey, I like jumping. This game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I liked Spider-Man 2 enough. That was a video game representation of New York. Yeah, so where you were like, Spider-Man. That's kind of a difference. <laughs> Racially yeah. cliche underground cop. Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I downloaded can't. Space Giraffe when it came out because Ooh. I wasn't aware it was going to be. <laughs> oh, I bet I that didn't leaves know the that had anything to do with it. I just saw colorful shooty things and thought that might be fun and I had the points and I wasted them. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's actually distressing. Yeah, isn't it? Oh, I have nightmares sometimes. Uh, I tell you what, the worst game I've owned would be God's sake is going to hate me but it was the um, Altered Beast remake. A game so bad it was released in Europe first and never in America. It was <laughs> that bad. Damn. It's like they tested the waters with us first, like diseased Cockney lab rats, and then realized it wasn't fit for human consumption, so they just never released it anywhere else. And I cannot describe how bad that game is. I mean, think of the original Altered Beast, and it's worse than that. <laughs> You know, it doesn't even have which is the best bit. So, I don't know what they were thinking, but it's unlike it being set in Greece, you're actually um, a muscle-bound, macho, um, stereotypical army man. How about that? And you basically take part in Dynasty Warriors-style hitting of things. I never quite worked out what they were. And you have to watch the same FMV over and over again whenever you try and turn into an animal. It's probably the the worst game I've ever played, let alone owned. Wow. Damn. That isn't called Mass Effect. (laughs) Uh, Muddy Waters asks, since Halloween is coming up, what are some video games or movies that used to scare you as a kid? Or I guess, or scare you now. One that came to mind was Zelda Ocarina of Time when those zombies used to scream and scare the crap out of me when I was eight. Now, I played... I think we talked about this. I can't remember. I don't know. But I played Silent Hill 2 for the first time ever a couple weeks ago. And I wanted to ask you, Jim, you, you've talked about them as being very artistic and very good, and I agree with you on all the counts, but do, do, do those games actually like scare you horror-wise, or do you like them for the... Because like, I know you're a survival horror fan. Yeah. Um, I must admit that one thing, the only thing that disappointed me about Silent Hill 2 was... I never found it all that creepy, like scary, scary. Mm-hmm. I found it disturbing in places, but never, never scary, scary. Apart from one bit. Uh, spoiler warning, I guess. Um, but when you're on the, you've completed it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that bit when you're on the roof of Brookhaven Hospital. Oh yeah. And and you just suddenly hit just that familiar scraping of a knife, and before you can even react, he's there the cunt, and then he pushes you off the roof. That bit, absolutely, you know, I didn't check, but a rabbit poo might have come out. <laughs> I was that scared. Didn't. Like, oh, it would have only been, a, like, a little marble. 
Um, <laughs> that bit scared me. And there are certain bits in Silent Hill 3 that are just... Ugh, just that kind of... just. Ugh, ugh. Um, so that's recommended if you're just after something that's a bit... <laughs> so there's no other way to describe some of the stuff in that game. Um, Silent Hill 3, not as good as Silent Hill 2, in my opinion, but it is very... It is infinitely more squeamy. Um, so it's that. But as far as actual games that are scary, uh, not many. I must admit, I've been playing uh, Dead Space, and... Yeah, one... Um, the cheap scares in that are cheap, but effective. I'll give it that. Have you guys played Shadow of the Empire? Shadows of the Empire for the N sixty four? No. No, nobody. Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, if anybody who's listening has played Shadows of the Empire, you'll know what I'm talking about when I say the uh, sewer level, because. I don't know why they decided to all of a sudden turn the game into a fucking horror thing because it's just a Star Wars game. But you get to this like sewer, this ugly, terribly, horribly brown sewer, and you have to go down underwater. And it does that thing that so many games do when you're underwater where they can't really decide how much they want to show you in terms of like the draw distance. So there's a fog like three inches in front of your face. And these huge like tentacle monsters that... I mean, it's like a it's like a hentai character's worst nightmare because you if you move forward three inches, the tentacle monster won't be there. If you move forward another inch, then the fucking thing is like has this and terrifying something like like sound effect it plays and then hits you with all of its tentacles and it fucking it's the most terrifying shit ever. When you're a kid who just wants to be Han Solo, why can't I just be Han Solo? Why am I being traumatized? <laughs> like <laughs> it's it was horrible and unfair. Oh, no. S- Submitter or or Topher? Um, I'm looking through my game collection, like, on my computer, and I can't see a single game that was... See, the thing is, I'm kind of a pussy, so I stay away from things that potentially could scare me, mm-hmm. um, instinctively. Sissy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I never played any of the Resident Evil games. My friend was like, these games are scary, and I was like, okay, no thanks. Um, and, uh, I yeah I don't and also like before I I guess graduated from high school I owned mostly sports games and it's kind of hard to be scared by you know I mean I guess Madden but I mean really otherwise there's not much that's frightening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only had one I think that ever really scared the shit out of me, and it was it was fairly recently. And I I booted it up and I sw- like almost ran screaming out of my house. It was called Space Giraffe and it was on XBLA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Cannot be unseen. <laughs> I've got a legitimate one that I just remembered. Um, and this is legitimate. Okay, I've got. One that isn't as scary as Space Giraffe. (laughs) (laughs) But it's one of my rare forays into the realm of retro, which is ground not often trodden by me. So I need Topher to hold my hand. 
but it's... Um, Not enough hacking and slashing for you, Mr. Sterling. No, it, it, it required more than one button. But it was, um, it was on the Commodore 64. <sighs> See, he does know more about games than N-Guy Kroll. <laughs> Commodore 64, he's never heard of one of those. Um, <laughs> no, no. Big peace out to N-Guy Kroll. He's my dog. I met him. Uh, have you met him? On Thursday. Is he, Thursday. Oh, <laughs> is he nice? Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, except that he just sort of half the time sits in the corner twittering away on his phone. Fucking Twitter. Oh, when guy crawl. <laughs> you and that phone. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, sorry, I'll, get, I'll, I'll cut to the... Um, but it was uh, Friday the 13th on the Commodore 64 because... Most of the time, you are literally just like three square blocks walking around what you can only assume is a campsite with other square blocks. But there are these other square blocks, which is Jason Voorhees in square block (laughs) form. And he's running around killing the other square blocks. But what happens is... He could be anywhere in this um, mess of grey and black that represents Crystal Lake. You know, and he is running around in real time, whether he's on the screen or not. And he's killing people. Like, he don't give a shit. He's killing people. But the thing is, when he kills someone, like, wherever they are, your game is interrupted, the whole screen goes black, and you are treated to the scariest motherfucking image. Really detailed for Commodore 64 as well. Like, we're talking, like, they went pixel by pixel on this shit of, like, skulls and severed heads and screaming, leering faces. And, like, when you're just a couple of squares running around to suddenly be confronted by this really demonic detailed, gruesome face screaming at you and it it screams. It's like... But in creepy Commodore 64 digitized screaminess. That's fucking awful. That sounds fucking horrifying. (laughs) I was about ten when I played that. And it... It... it, I'm actually... Just remembering it now, I can't believe it. It's probably not as scary as I remember because I played it ten years ago. But it probably... Well, I mean, it was at the time fucking awful. <laughs> like, horrible, but fun. Mm-hmm. I remember enjoying <laughs> it. But it yeah, was it, scary stuff. Yeah, like, now that you mentioned the screaming, I can think of one thing, and that's the um, the two levels in Max Payne when you're on Valkyr. Um, and, uh, I kept dying in the first one, which I guess, I think the first one has the red trails, I guess the blood trails, and the second one has the green Valkyr trails, and, like, I, there's, like, that baby crying in the background of, um, of, I guess the, I think it was the first one, and I, like, I kept dying, so I, I had to mute my TV to get through that, because, like, I was just, it was really chilling. Cool. Um... KMCC asked, did you guys ever see that shitty movie, Children of Men? 
Did you ever shut up, stupid? Children that was really was good. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I didn't mean to be that mean. I'm sorry, KMCC. But my God, I've never heard anybody say shitty movie and children and men right next to each other, and that needed to be addressed. In actual question news, Bart999 says, piggybacking on Sterling's recent podcast, has there been any discussion of adding spunking Lauren's face to Boner Quest? <laughs> if so, would spunking on Lauren's face warrant a full chapter or simply a mini game element? Oh, God, poor Lauren. She doesn't like it when I talk about spunking in her face. Imagine why. Oh, I know. She didn't like my idea of a fertility clinic either, where I jerk off onto a spoon and then just flick it at her. <laughs> I thought it was no fuss, no muss. Well, a bit of muss. <laughs> and no fuss, you at least. But it was, um, yeah, I don't know why I said, but it was M. I always do that. I've got nothing at the end of it. It's just stalling for time. But it was, uh, <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> spunking on Lauren's face. And the podcast, all which we recorded days ago, but we haven't posted because it was three hours long because I kept talking about special needs kids and Wardrocks finds that offensive. <laughs> so he has to cut all that out. Oh. But, um, in other bonus quest news, everyone, or and by everyone, I think two different people who I can't remember, uh, actually want a boner quest little big planet level, or made reference to little big planet and said, "Come on, obviously boner quest level," and sort of brushed it aside as if it was going to happen no matter what. So, I mean, Random Bullseye is working on the on the RPG Maker RPG. So, if anybody wants to make a little big planet boner quest level, and if it's legit, then I'll play it and uh, you know record myself or whatever going through it and we'll and we'll pivot out on the podcast because that would be basically to, to embarrass lindy as much as humanly possible by taking <laughs> this one throwaway idea and pushing it as far as humanly possible far past the point where it makes any sense so and if you could somehow work into the bonacus level a reference to his absolute burning hatred of ocarina of time yes that my day absolutely there, there's also, there also be, better be a monkey in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And a zombie while you're at it. A couple zombies. All, all Podtoid really is now is just a, is a vehicle for making Aaron Lindy feel bad about himself in various <laughs> media forms. So, yeah. We'll, he we'll, deserves we'll, we'll, it, probably. <laughs> probably. Infrared Chimera which, now that I read it, is actually one of the coolest two words I've ever seen put together in my entire life. Uh, what do you guys think when a game like Dead Space has no 180-degree turn for Isaac? It creates a sense of tension, but when a different game lacks that same feature, we sometimes look down on it. I guess what I'm trying to say is, why do we tend to give some games a free pass in terms of you know, sh- intentionally shitty controls, and others we rag on? A good example would be Left 4 Dead. Would it be more suspenseful without a 180 button, or would it be a hit against it? And Back to survival horror, you, you made the ten golden rules of survival horror, and one of them was your character moves like, a, you know, he's crippled or something like that. Um, I guess this will probably be a better question to ask you after you've played Left 4 Dead and stuff, but do you find that sort of make the character move really shittily, make it so that you can't turn 180 degrees with one button, uh, a legitimate means of being scary, or is it sort of a crutch that's, that's, that works but that it's cheap? Um, I'm actually, I don't want to talk about it too much because I'm working on a feature that kind of discusses 
how uh, survival horror is basically evolving itself out of existence because gamers are so demanding of of what they decide is high quality control that a lot of what made survival horror scary just aren't acceptable anymore. But with regards to this actual question, I mean, I've played enough of Dead Space. Um, the reason why Dead Space has a free pass is because it's a fucking good game. That's all there is to There's no 180 degree turn, but it doesn't feel shit. Mm-hmm. At least to me. You know, that game is fucking intense. You know, like, just today, I was set upon by about five of the bastards. That's their official name. They're not necromorphs. They're bastards. And they, you know, crowd around you, and you are desperately trying to fight off these, you know, really fast guys. And constantly having to think about whether one's behind you and whether you can finish this one off in front of you and turn around in time before you get munted. And I think that's, you know, very respectable and um, somewhat brilliant. Uh, So that's why it gets a free pass. Mm. Simple as that. Cool. Uh, Smith or Tove, do you have anything to add on that? Nope. Okay. Uh, F. Whipple asks, what's the worst games you guys have ever completed and why did you finish it? Again, 24 the game. Because it was like two hours. <laughs> Which is kind of hypocritical considering the name of the fucking game is 24. But whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, we, we've talked before about you know we, the end gamer syndrome, you don't finish games, but have you guys ever just completed a game out of the sheer feeling of needing to fucking be done with it? Or yeah, and I, I talked about yeah. this on Retroforce um, on our listener questions episode, but Clock Tower 3, I finished because I was at the final boss and figured I might as well. Yeah. <laughs> and the final boss was a bitch, and it took forever, and when I finally beat him, I unlocked a new costume for my <laughs> character. <laughs> I wonder if there's anybody out there, like in the Heartland, who actually gets excited when you unlock a new costume. Like, legitimately thinks that's worth doing whatever hoops the game feels. It it depends what the character looks like and what the costume is. Yeah. Because you know, I beat my own mum up (laughs) for you know Chun Li in a knickers or something. Actually, I beat my own mum up for a bag of crisps. <laughs> so that's not really saying much. But there you go. I'm a pathetic, fat gaming pervert. So, you know, it depends on the costume. You know, my Fable character's wearing a corset. That's about all I can tell you. And you can, I guess, it's optional to get like a Master Chief costume for Fable Two. I, 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 I've heard this. Oh, yeah, I heard, yeah, some sort of medieval version of the Spartan armor or something. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I will admit that if a game, like, it, like if Little Planet, Big Planet forced you to go through a bunch of paces to unlock the old Snake stuff for the Sackboy, then I would gladly jump mm. through whatever hoops are required. But incidentally, I managed to make. A character who at first looked like Nick Fury, and then after he got old, 
Old Snake in Fable 2, so that was like double points for that game. Except it's, not, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> um, Welkstar asks, do you think handheld consoles are a viable platform for MMOs? With the recent success of games like Monster Hunter and Fantasy Star Portable in Japan, do you think we'll soon be grinding away on the bus? Would you be willing to pay a monthly fee for an MMO on a handheld, or would you consider it a lesser experience compared to MMO games on PC? Now, previously we've talked about uh, we don't really, we're not MMO guys, but we all, to some degree or another, play handhelds. Would you be more willing to accept an MMO on a handheld, or would that drive you away in the same way the PC MMOs do. Isn't that AIDS outbreak already rampant enough on everything <laughs> that it, you know, isn't that like our safe haven to run to, our handhelds? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's, there's nothing appealing to you in the, about the a persistent sort of world that you can pick up and play in your little, when you're on, on the subway or whatever? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly enough, on the Japanese PSN, there's now uh, an MMO that you can download, which I thought was kind of interesting. Huh. But that still doesn't make me any more interested in MMOs That's in fair. general. Sorry, nothing personal. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not interested in that either. So. Enjoy your AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jim, do you concur? Uh, uh, the only thing that... I don't know. It's two, two things, actually two reasons why I don't get into MMOs. One is the fact that after I bought a game, I'm not paying a monthly fee to that game. And the second is my girlfriend has told me I'm not allowed to play MMOs. But with regards, I've actually, I'm sure I talked about, maybe Dale I've talked to about this, but if an MMO is on the PSP, I might play it. I've got this thing, it's why I like playing RPGs on handhelds. I've got this thing about, as you said, like, a world that is just in this little thing. I don't know if that's some kind of underlying god complex, but I like having a little world that I just carry around with me, which sounds... guy. It does sound kind of pedophilic. I don't know. <laughs> yes, that's right. I want to play an MMO on the PSP because I'm a pedophile. <laughs> that's a soundbite. But I, yes, but I'd be interested. Um, but let's face it, it's the PSP wouldn't work. It's like Curry at the moment is trying to do a, a Monster Hunter style Dynasty Warriors on the PSP for playing co-op. I'm like, why are you releasing that in the West? That's not going to get played. Um, it's a shame it's got a lot of potential but I don't know if it'd ever work on the PSP mm. at least in the West I guess it would be kind of cool way. if they pulled it off I'll, I'll give you that yeah that'd be awesome I, if I wouldn't play it, it personally but I think it would be kind of interesting I guess if it happened mm-hmm. if they could make it work I'm, I'm just imagining you know the fervor that we all went through or not we all necessarily but at least people in my general area went through when you know Pokemon came out and that was the closest you could get to an MMO because everyone around you had the game and you could trade. Yeah, I mean, if they if they implemented some kind of um, like with Nintendogs, yes, I play Nintendogs. Fuck you. Um, when you get close to someone else who has the game, your DS will bark and you can you know do stuff. And if they had something like that where the game was popular enough that a lot of people were playing it, and you walk around and um, get within 
proximity of somebody else that had it, and you could somehow do fun things. That might be kind of cool. Fun yeah, things are cool. I think, I think the pedophile baton has been passed on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Run to the finish line. <laughs> Knock that pedo ball out of the park. <laughs> um, everyone more or less, or not everyone, but a lot of people had uh, wanted to know what we were looking forward to for the rest of the summer, or the rest of the summer. Why did I say summer? The rest of the fucking holiday season. <laughs> It's not even that late. I don't even have an excuse. Um, You're a student. There's no difference to you between summer and the holidays. Yeah, that, that, that is true. <laughs> um, but if you if you guys had to pick, you know, one game that you're looking forward to more than all the others that are coming out in the remaining year, what would that game be, Jim? Ah, uh, um, I don't know why I suddenly reacted with fear and astonishment, <laughs> uh, as if I've got to, got to talk on this talking program. <laughs> the legitimate gamer in me wants to say um, Fallout 3 but the newly outed gay paedophile um, wants to say Sonic Unleashed because I'm a dirty as I've already explained filthy Sega um, twat and Sonic Unleashed I've gone Sonic daft ever since I played it at the uh, Tokyo Game Show because I really like it. Um, so I'm really looking forward, and I think everyone else is looking forward to it, because I made one of my funny bets, where I said if I don't enjoy it, I'll um, spike my hair and paint it and my face blue, and then work my Destructoid shift um, all day on webcam <laughs> with it all blue. Um, and then I'll wank over Knuckles and Sonic, yowie. Um, Wait, what do you get if so you that bet? Huh? What do you get if you win that bet? A good game. <laughs> I didn't think it through. I didn't think it through. <laughs> I saw a new Sonic trailer, I got overexcited, and then I typed on the internet. <laughs> which is exactly how Sing Sterling happened. And I got nothing for that either. Cost me a hundred fucking quid to get up to Manchester too, so I'm out of pocket while the kids in the hospital live it up. <laughs> uh, um, but Nick's done a good job of getting me excited for Fallout 3 because um, I and again it's that whole you know illusion at least of a kind of persistent world that I love in a video game uh, so I am really looking forward to that but the fanboy in me um just really wants to play Sonic and confirm if it's as good as it was at Tokyo. Tover? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I could pick one. You have to. Yeah, me neither. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to Kumatachi on DS. Um, the fuck is that? He makes these games up. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Um, I'm looking forward to Dead Space. No, seriously, what the fuck is Kumitachi? I've never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new Vanillaware game for DS. Oh, oh, the ninja thingy? No, wait, that's for Wii, isn't it? N- no, that's no. for Master. I don't know what I'm talking Which about. Which I've played. You didn't really I'll link you to it. I don't want to go into it. 
Okay. So there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it? Oh, it's it'd be really tough for me to pick one, but I you have I, to. I I guess um I'll just say Mirror's Edge because it's coming out of my birthday. Um, oh yeah, of course, Mirror's Edge too. Ta-da! There's no two. It's only one. You can only choose <laughs> Fuck one. Fuck you! It's Fuck the nature you. of choosing one. <laughs> Fuck you! Tell for name three games actually, if you count Dead Space. <laughs> God damn it! I call shenanigans. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Left 4 Dead. That's my one game, Left 4 Dead, because I like shooting zombies. Zombies. Well, then I changed my answer to Mirror's Edge. Okay. High five. Woo. You guys win then because you have majority. Your game will be the best. We win the Poddoids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that wraps up. Uh, po- <laughs> and Adam Dork, our lovely producer, is continuously typing L4D, L4D into the, the, produ- the cast chat right now. So I guess that's his vote too. So we're tied. We both win the Poddoids. Um, so all that matters is Jim loses. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that, get the paint. <laughs> that wraps up uh, Pod Toy number seventy-three. Uh, I'd like to thank Topher Cantler, Jim Sterling, and Smith Sarkar for filling in a very short notice, and Adam Dark for recording. So, and you for listening, obviously. So, thank you very much, and we'll talk to you next week.